0: You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Welcome, everyone, to Stoppage Time. Peter and I are back with you. Auburn had a redemptive weekend. We're here to talk about it. Peter and I saw some great things uh, from this team. Real bounce-back performance even though we did take a loss this weekend, uh, we'll get into the reasoning behind that loss, what went on with that, what Peter and I saw. It just reasons for encouragement going further into the season. So, Peter, uh, what's going on?
1: Yeah, it was a really good weekend. Well, we actually saw some offense this week and played a lot better, and it's really encouraging. Uh, that hopefully, you know, they turned to they turned that page, and hey, maybe we're moving into October the way Coach Hoppe wanted to move into October.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we're. It October has definitely begun to provide this redemption so far for Auburn. I, I we're about to talk about it. I don't want to spill too too much of the beans, but I thought that Texas A and M game, especially how it started, Auburn showed some great fight and some great resilience despite um, some pretty poor things going against them that whole time, and then we would see them get the win against Georgia, which we'll talk about later as well. But I thought. It was a phenomenal weekend for all intents and purposes.
1: Yeah, I was actually happy with both matches, even though we, we took the loss in the Texas A&M match. And, but we did get a win with Georgia. But I was happy with both matches. I was happy with how we played. And uh, just kind of playing that Auburn soccer again, I, I believe.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so go ahead, kick us off with the news and notes, and then we'll talk to talk about these games that we're really eager to talk about.
1: Well, in our news and notes today, Trevor Acock is a top-drawer soccer honorable mention this week after scoring two goals she scored a goal both the texas a&m match and the uga match in other news auburn's brief folds started the season unranked but has worked her way up to number 52 in top drawer soccer's top 100 list for two or for 2018 so that's pretty cool to see her moving up that list drew
0: yeah it, you always are happy to see auburn players moving up these rankings that just get them national attention because not only do they deserve it because they're putting their heart and soul into what they're playing, what they're doing, and just the toughness that is being a student athlete. So also, doing well in the classroom because i mean i'm sure we'll see it at the end of the year because we've seen it the past couple of years covering this auburn soccer program but this team puts in great work in the classroom as well and so it's just a good look for the school that they recruit high character individuals but also highly talented individuals too
1: yeah i agree and uh it's just great to see her get that honor and she spent you know the time in the offseason work play uh Practicing with the national team. We've talked about that before. We kind of see that paying off here, too, and her just getting that recognition. But we did play two matches this week, Drew. Our first match was against Texas A&M in College Station. This was on Thursday night. In the second minute, the Aggies send a perfect cross through the air, and a flick puts the ball over Sarah LeBeau, nil-one Aggies. In the third minute, the Aggies send another cross into the Auburn box toward the back post that finds the Auburn netting nil-two Aggies. In the 16th minute, the Tigers get one back when Alyssa Malanson pushes a ball down the field and passes to Trevor Aycock. Aycock shoots near post and scores 1-3 Aggies. Melanson had the assist on the goal. In the 39th minute, the Aggies fire through traffic and barely beat the outstretched Sarah LeBeau, 1-3 Aggies. In the 64th minute, Sarah Houchin leaves her defensive position to put a ball over the Aggies' back line. It finds Danny Solaru in stride and in space who corrals it and fires 2-3 Aggies. Sarah Houchin and Alyssa Melanson each bag assist on that goal. The 70th minute, the Aggies threaten inside Auburn's box, firing a shot on frame that deflects off of Brie Folds. Bree Folds is called for a handball in the box and is given a straight red card. She's sent off and the Aggies are awarded the PK uh, and they convert 2-4 Aggies and the Aggies did win in final time 2-4. Auburn had 17 shots, 8 on frame. ANM had 13 shots, 10 on frame. Sarah Lebeau has six saves in this match. Uh Drew, there was no controversy in this match. Uh, you know, it was just straightforward. Uh nothing to make your blood boil or anything in this match. what do you think about this match, Drew?
0: Well, I'm I'm a little disappointed in you, Peter. Uh you didn't put in the offside stat for Auburn because uh, I lost I lost count after five, six, seven offsides that were some of them were offsides yes granted that but there was some some head scratchers and the danny solariu one I, we're all but lucky to have been called back even though she was two steps behind the defender uh not goal side she was two steps towards the auburn side uh but was still being called by the announcers as offsides just because they didn't see her and w- you and i both know danny Soleroo is a bottle of lightning she she'll burst out there very quickly uh, so she she won that one fair and square. Had everyone standing flat footed, and uh, we th- we had two announcers and probably some refs wondering why why we didn't call an offside. So Auburn dug themselves in a hole, brought themselves back out of the hole, and then were put back in the hole by uh the poor officiating. I would have to say, wouldn't you think, Peter?
1: Yeah, I think the offside calls were just the tip of the iceberg. First of all, talk about Dani Silarus; she just Played that perfectly to get in position to get a 1v1 with that goalkeeper and scored. And so I just want to give her props for that. But Jesse Giroux in that match, if you believe the rest, just lived off sides. She probably was never on the right side of the defensive line the whole match. I don't think she was off sides all those times because I saw her make some great runs. I don't think she was off sides. I think we just got a lot of bad calls in that match. And what did you say the off the the offside stat was? Did you see it?
0: I, I never saw it. I, I know at least of five separate times Auburn has called off sides and specifically with Giroux, one moment where the the camera has panned to the defensive line of the Aggies and we're watching and the ball's about to be played and Giroux runs back to an onside position well onside, and is beat by the Texas A&M line. And then she proceeds to, to run on to the ball. After, uh, after she had already put herself back on sides before it was played, and then what we see from there is immediately, without hesitation, the the end ref puts puts their flag up, and it was just one of those. It was very confusing because obviously she she had worked to get herself back on side, and it wasn't like she was just barely in line; like she had come all the way in front of the Texas A and M defenders to make sure she was on side because at that point we had already been called for three or four. So it was just frustrating moments like that throughout the night that really kind of spelled Auburn's demise. And it wasn't anything of their own doing. Yeah, you can say we shouldn't have been down two goals early. Both of those were Auburn's, Auburn's errors. One, we failed to two of our defenders cover one person in the center of their box. The other one, we didn't step towards a defender or didn't step towards an attacker and let her just line up a shot. But ultimately, Auburn did well to call themselves back in and then got put down by the refs, I think.
1: Jerome made some great runs, and Auburn really made some great runs in that match and put them in some put themselves in some great positions to score. And, of course, they were called back by the refs, by those offsides calls. But that wasn't even the most egregious. I told you the offside was the tip of the iceberg. But that brief folds red card, the straight red card inside the box. And I think you'll probably argue with me, but I didn't feel like – it was a red card at all. I felt like it hit her in the shoulder. Her arms were tucked in. She didn't extend at all. Uh, I thought it was just a good defensive play. She was in the right spot at the right time. You might disagree with me, but I wanted to make hashtag brief folds trend on Twitter because I was so upset about her getting a straight red card and being sent off at the end of that match.
0: Yeah. Uh, so you're thinking I'm disagreeing with the red card or disagreeing with the
1: handball? Uh, with the handball, I believe.
0: Okay, I do believe that's where we disagree. I think we both agree, and even the announcers agreed, that should never have been a straight red. It wasn't blatant. It wasn't intentful. Uh, whether you see it as a handball or not, we can all agree that it wasn't intent. So that, was, that wasn't that was warranting a straight red, and the reason that kind of upset you and I is because that straight red in, in soccer is a suspension for the next game. And so we didn't, We won't see brief Folds pop up in the UGA play-by-play. Uh, play. But ultimately, I think it was a handball because she did have her arm extended a little bit, but it, it was unnatural. It wasn't like she was trying to take it down. It just looked like she's a forward playing defense trying to clear a ball off the line. It looked like she was going for a chest down, then to clear it out. But ultimately, it, it was just an odd placement of the ball, nothing she could do about it. I can see giving a handball there. I can see not giving a handball there, but I can't see giving a straight red there.
1: Well, I didn't see her hand to me. I thought she would, you know, everything was uh, against her body. And, but at least we agree that it shouldn't have been a red card. The killer though, was the fact that it was a penalty kick in the box. And, and Sarah LeBeau did a really good job getting to that ball. I think she even got her fingertips on it, but ultimately she was beat and uh, they scored.
0: Yeah. And uh, Let's talk about some of the positives. I guess we saw from the match. Um, I think we learned Coach Hapa may listen to stoppage time because she started making changes, uh, probably because she's a really good coach, not because she listens to stoppage time. But she, we we saw that she stuck with kind of the the route one over the top long ball game. And one of the things that you and I talked about the week before was putting someone up there faster. I mentioned brief holds, uh, Coach Hapa one up to us and went ahead and put Haley Whitaker up there, who is also just someone who's lightning fast. So we, we got to see Trevor Acock go more out wide and we saw Whitaker and Danny Solaro really spend a lot of time up there after the first two goals. And I thought they did well. What did you think about that?
1: Yeah, I did Trevor Acock especially. And you know, she kind of moved Trevor Acock out in that wing. This was the first match that Acock was on the wing, right? I,
0: I think she did some early in the season, but I, I, th- I like her out on the wing because I think it allows her to pick up the ball a little bit deeper and run at players. And they put her on that left side, so she's running with Belonson uh, who is just on fire right now. Uh, so I think that's a good tandem to put out wide.
1: We see her production this weekend. She she had two goals. Of course, she was a top-door soccer national team of the week honoree for her two goals. But they also came from that wing, uh, just kind of firing from the side of the box in. And having that attack there, and so uh, it was great to see her there. I think she she did really well there. I think she's going to prosper there. Hopefully, we'll see her there going forward. And then maybe brief Folds in the middle come, as she comes back for this next match.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think uh, I think it, she was definitely dangerous from that side because there's a couple of times in the Aggies game where she would cut back in on that right foot from the wing, and she sent a couple of blazers towards that goal that you and I both said wow about she had some pretty good shots in the a&m game and then obviously she got on the board in um the the georgia game as well
1: coach Hoppe also made some uh mid-game adjustments and she actually moved to four four players on the back line just we had talked about that last week as you know giving sarah houchin a little bit of help in the middle and we said that you know with two players out three players out with injury right now you might be forced to burn a red shirt. and we kind of saw that or we did see that in the Texas A&M match, and we mentioned Emmy Cravens last week as a defender to come in. Uh, she's tall, uh, she, and apparently she can play really good defense because she did a great job this weekend. When she came in, they burned her red shirt. She helped out Sarah Houchin in the middle, and she just did a great job. And uh, after that happened, we didn't really see them score again. Uh, I don't, I don't think they scored again except for that PK, which you know the defensive line couldn't do anything about that. Uh, but I thought Cravens played a great game. It was great to see that four-person uh, back line this weekend.
0: Yeah, I thought, I thought that was really well, and we'll see more of that in the Georgia game we're about to talk about. But I thought her coming in just kind of provided a little more wall-like defense to Auburn, and I thought it was well. And I, I guess you and I both thought she was on a red shirt or that we were attempting a red shirt, but according to the announcer, she was actually coming back from a knee injury. So what better way to come back than being tossed in the fire against the number five team in the nation on the road in College Station in the heat of SEC play? So I thought Emmy Craven responded very well to that, and I, I liked her in the UGA game as well.
1: She came off the bench in the AM and m game, but as you mentioned, she started the UGA match. So this, as a freshman, she started right in the middle of our line. And let's go ahead and look at the, the UGA match. Uh, Auburn played UGA on Sunday at home. In the 65th minute, Alyssa Melanson sends a through ball in to Trevor Aycock, who creates a 1v1 situation with the with the Bulldog keeper. Aycock keeps her shot low and scores 1-0 Auburn. And that would be all the scoring. Auburn would win 1-0 in final time. Auburn had 11 shots, 5 on frame. UGA had 8 shots, 3 on frame. Sarah LeBeau had 3 saves in the match and sacked her 27th career clean sheet. So we know where we're at, Drew. And Auburn finished the weekend 10-3-1, 2-3-1 the SEC. And we finally made it, as I predicted, 2 weeks in a row, double-digit wins.
0: Yeah, it took a little bit longer than you are anticipating, but slow and steady wins the race. And double-digit wins are wonderful to get to. We eclipsed where we were at last year. Uh, we didn't reach double-digit wins last year, so it's good to get to this point.
1: The defense, uh, you know, Coach Hoppe went in a very defense heavy four one three two formation in this match, and they were just locked down. Georgia really didn't have anything going on. We saw they had eight shots, but they only had three on frame, and, of course, Sarah LeBeau had three saves. Uh, I thought they played really well together, especially considering this was Emmy Craven's uh, first start there in the middle. And they just looked like a co- cohesive unit. Now, granted, UGA is not going to be uh, one of the better teams we play this year, as far as the SEC goes. They're not really that great. But it was a really good start for her to start, uh, you know, a good starter game for her to start there in the middle of the line and, and get that experience.
0: Yeah, I, I thought that was a good full full ninety minutes for her to get under her belt. I think this is probably the formation we're going to see play out the rest of the season for Auburn. I think it's a change that's been needing to happen for a couple weeks. Coach Hoppe finally made the change. And this may be what gets Auburn back on track, back to winning consistently, back to putting goals up. And it's going to be good to see Sarah LeBeau back in the line. Or not Sarah LeBeau. She's always in the lineup. Uh, Bree Folds back in the lineup. I think she's going to add a lot back to this team. Obviously, she only missed the one game, got the win. But I think kind of with the formation change and what we saw uh, at times in the A&M game, I think Auburn's back on the up-and-up and really kind of launching into a good position to be in towards the SEC tournament and hopefully the NCAA tournament.
1: One of the things we wanted to see going into this weekend or last weekend's play against AM and and UGA was uh, more play in the box, you know, a fewer long balls, fewer over-the-top balls, and more just playing in the bo- box. And we saw that in the UGA match, and it was just kind of refreshing to see that again. And I just really hope it gives the the ladies confidence that they can control the the ball in the box. They don't have to be afraid of the box and just work it in there and make things happen. And we saw that uh as they played that ball out to Trevor Acock and she scored a goal.
0: Yeah, I mean that's definitely what you and I clamor for is for Auburn to play play defeat, play in the box, just play really controlled attacking football. And it was good for them to get back to that this week and hopefully that builds their confidence. Really puts them back on track and realizing this is a very talented team and a, a team I think can do a lot of damage come SEC tournament and NCAA tournament
1: time. Well, we got some more damage upcoming. What do we got upcoming, Drew?
0: Yeah, so we are actually traveling to Columbia, Missouri. We got a business trip this Sunday at 2 p.m. And one of the points of the season is winning these road games. Wasn't it, Peter? That's what you, you wanted us to do this weekend?
1: Yeah, and we actually have a, a great record on the road this year. We have we dropped one. We have one draw. Did we drop more than one on the road this year? We are three, right? two, and one on the road. All right. Not on the, no, that's not on the road. That's the SEC, right?
0: No, that's three, two, and one on the road.
1: Yeah, well, so we dropped two on the road, one draw. So uh, we're actually, well, we're doing a lot better than we did last year, and I think that's uh, a pretty good record right now on the road.
0: Yeah. And and I think and we're so... going to add another
1: win to it this weekend.
0: Yeah, so, so we take this business trip to Columbia, Missouri to face uh, the Missouri Tigers who are sitting at a not-so-wonderful 5-7-2, and two. taking a lot of hard losses over the past couple of weeks, lost to LSU this past Sunday, beat Ole Miss, but in the rest of their past five games, they took a loss to Arkansas, lost to Vandy, and then they tied Georgia in double overtime 0-0. Zero, zero. So this is a team kind of limping through their schedule. Uh, really one of their few victories in SEC. They got Old Miss, but they also beat Low Liars Kentucky. Uh, they've just been crushed by really good, talented teams. Colorado, who's ranked 16 right now, beat them 6-0 to start the season. So this is not the most talented team, but it's a road game in the SEC. Got to get it done. This is a team that sits behind you and is actually tied with you on points in the SEC standing. So this is a game Auburn needs. Like I mentioned, this will be Sunday at 2 p.m. And this you can actually find on the SEC network. So wonderful news. You can watch it on the TV. And also exciting news, the Alabama-Auburn soccer game to end the season will also be confirmed on the SEC network. So another thing that Peter and I kind of wanted to see as far as uh, not just Auburn soccer, but women's sports in general is just using... Uh, the sec network in a good way and while we still have that the alternate channel that sits open most of the time it's good to see these games getting on the sec network don't you think pete
1: well i think the good news for fans is both of these matches missouri and alabama should be wins for auburn now you can drop a match at any time and i think especially for the missouri match we're getting our edge back we looked really good against a we beat georgia we're scoring some goals again we got some offense going so I think the girls have some edge, but I don't think they have enough to be comfortable and complacent. And they're going to want to really go into Missouri, into Columbia, and prove something, and I think we come out of Columbia with a win.
0: Yeah, so we, Peter's got us down for a win. Let's go through the rest of the schedule real quick while we still got some time and just kind of project out what we think Auburn's going to do the rest of the schedule. We have four main, four games remaining on the schedule. We just covered Missouri – You got that down as a W, right, Peter?
1: That's that's that should be a W. That's one that they could drop, just you know, if you get complacent. But I just don't feel like they're in a complacent place. So yeah, I give them a W for this one.
0: Okay, so that pushes us to eleven, three and one. So we think that, and this is also an opportunity that's sitting in the middle of SEC standing. So we'd like to see them move up and get a better seed going into the tournament. Then we come back to Auburn next week and face Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's a team that sits at 6-0, top the SEC, 13-1 and on the year. This is going to be a difficult game. What are you thinking about that game?
1: Well, this game and another one we're going to talk about in just a minute are ones that I knew coming into the season were going to be harder. Uh, actually, I think I gave us a win against Vandy, but I think I did that naively because Vandy is a good team this season, and so it's definitely one we're going to have to watch out for. The good news is we have them at home.
0: Yeah, so so win loss,
1: tie I was hoping that was a much prediction you're gonna get out of me no. uh, man that's gonna be you had to be careful with Vanderbilt unfortunately I, I really was hoping that they would be an easy win this year uh, I'm not gonna give Auburn a loss before they play you know that's you know, that's how I am I'm never gonna do it so I'm gonna say we win but I'm gonna say that Vanderbilt's going to score some some goals and we're going to have to outscore them to do it
0: all right so that moves us to 12 three and one on the year what about this arkansas game in fayetteville and we're going to talk about these games over the next on the next stoppage time but just kind of want to give an outlook over the next four games how we think we're going to finish the sec
1: arkansas is another one that coming into the season they're uh, traditionally they're a good soccer team for some reason i don't know but for some reason arkansas is pretty good and so this is another one that you have to watch out for and uh I don't know. Maybe it depends on how we do in the Vanderbilt game on on how we do against Arkansas. But again, I'm not going to give us a W. You can ask me all day long. I'm not going to give us an L before we play the game. So uh, we win it. Arkansas is going to score some goals. We're going to have to outscore them again.
0: Yeah, and Arkansas is a team that's a little bit ahead of us in the SEC ranking. Haven't done well this year, but I think that's a team we can definitely catch and hopefully take over that fourth spot in the SEC standing. So that would put us at... 13-3-1, 13-3-1, and, and then finally we come to Alabama. And I think you already said it earlier, and I definitely agree with you. I think Alabama is probably a win, don't you?
1: Yeah, we, we should get a win there. Again, you have to go in with uh, uh, confidence. You can't just go in and uh, think you're just going to walk through. You're going to have to go and play your game, play Auburn soccer, get in the box and score some goals. But I think... Alabama's not a good team and we should we should win against Alabama and if we don't you should start asking some questions why.
0: Yeah. I mean, Alabama's never a game that needs any motivation to get up for. Uh that that's a game everyone at Auburn, everyone in Alabama gets up for. Definitely think no matter what sport it is. So hopefully that would by Peter's account end Auburn season at fourteen three and one it probably Drew, propel also, us back into the rankings.
1: Alabama was our only road game we won last year. It was? Wow. I believe it was. I believe they were the what only a, road game we won last year.
0: What a world. That that's gonna be the final home game we win this year as well. So that's a that's a good full circle moment. But that's what we got for you on stoppage time. Like I said, catch that Missouri game on the SEC network, two o'clock this Sunday. It'll be a good game to watch. Auburn should be victorious in that. We have a great outlook going into this SEC tournament. looks like Auburn's finally got their feet back underneath them. Looking forward to the rest of the season. Peter, where can they catch you at?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Seminary Sugar Daddy, S-E-M-I-N-A-R-Y. I I think I did that wrong. Uh, You can find me at Seminary Sugar Daddy, S-E-M-I-N-A-R-Y-D-A-D-Y, or on Facebook on the E2C Network Discussions page. Uh, Hit me up there, and we will talk about whatever you want to talk about.
0: Peter, you didn't put it in the notes. You always put your Twitter handle in the notes so you don't forget how to spell it.
1: I didn't what do it we, this time. What are we
0: do? And you got overconfident. Uh, you can catch me at Drew underscore Hoop, hoop 2 on Twitter. You can catch me on the E2C chats. I hang around there sometimes. Uh, we'll only talk about fun sports like soccer and uh, equestrian and things like that—not the divisive men's football team that tends to divide Auburn fans. So you can catch me in the ETC chat talking about things that are less divisive. Uh, but until next time,
1: we're Eagle. We're Eagle.